Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. of the Backdoor Cut Show. You can find us on the Barnburner Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those cool places. Uh, today we're going to talk Memphis Grizzlies. Had a uh, very eventful week, very exciting week. I'm Zach. With me I have Rich. You can find me on Twitter at BarnburnerBro. Rich, you're at uh, what you underscore underscore <laughs> me, right? Correct. Yes, you got it right. Appreciate that, man. Nice. Uh, you, As always, we're brought to you by the-barnburner.com. A lot of Grizzlies and Tiger and just general college basketball and NBA content up there right now. Uh, had a big uh, University of Memphis win yesterday. I had a pod out, uh, put out last night. I was too excited. I just couldn't wait, so I had to do <laughs> one. Listen to that if you're a Tiger fan. Uh, but today we're going to break down some of the Grizzlies' action this past week. They won three or four games, had Ooh. several very memorable moments that uh, people will look back on the season. I think that the season will actually be known for those moments. Uh, but Rich, how have you been, man? Oh, man, I've been good. Uh, haven't feel like it's been a minute since I was on the pod, so I'm happy to be here to you know talk some shop, man. It's been a very interesting season. Uh, one of the more interesting Grizzly rosters that we've been able to have in a long, long time, and the future looks bright, so looking forward to it. Ah, it's funny that you would talk about a bright future, considering one of the teams the Grizzlies played and beat was the Bright Future Suns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I want to give uh, hats off to Monty Williams, uh, who is seemingly done a, a good job in phoenix thus far they kind of started off a little hot they've kind of cooled off a little bit but uh yeah i guess you know are we going to talk about the game a little bit or are we going to get straight to the moment the yeah. the viral sensation i think that's all i care about honestly so the grizzlies <laughs> started the week off um in out west coast against golden state beat them 110 102 whatever then on wednesday night traveled to phoenix for the final game of the four game road trip and you want to break down the the moments of the season, possibly? Uh, sure. I'm going to give it my, my best shot. I'm not Pete Prenica. I'm not Brevin Knight. But, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a go. So it was a, another great game, of course. Um, one of those Dylan games, you know, if you all know, he scores over 20, we win. That's just how the season's been going. I think Dylan dropped 27. So setting the scene, fourth quarter, you know, Suns were hanging around a little bit. Um, job was job was having a decent game, um, not like, shooting off the charts or what have you and then it happened you know job when he just does his fourth quarter thing like the ball is in his hands taylor jenkins has full trust in him and job was just you know kind of 
kind of pondering, looking for a lane, and then some for some odd reason, Aaron Baines switched, and it was just Ja and Aaron Baines on an island. Ja proceeded to then crash down the lane. He and and it's crazy, man. I've never seen anything like like the way in which he like elevated off the ground and then like was it did he go up right? Like did he 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 jumped. He like reached back. Yeah, he like to jumped to the left side of the rim, but ended up finishing with his right hand. So it it, it was a very and I'm doing this because I know we're live and if people are watching, they can see my motion. I, I'm trying to you know show y'all what it looked like, but uh yeah, and it just you could just hear the crowd in Phoenix react, man. He he yammed on that dude. Um, it was Aaron Baines' funeral. Uh, I don't know when he was born. Let's just say 1984. 1984 through 2019 was the lifespan of Aaron Baines. Um, condolences to his family, his closest friends. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, you know, what comes after this. I don't know what Aaron Baines was talking about in the locker room, but I think we've come to see that like nine times out of ten, any game that Ja plays. First and foremost, he's like has to be our first player that just trends nationally on GP. Like he's gonna be trending yeah. because he does something during the game that worldwide wob or somebody's just gonna put on a loop and it's gonna go viral. But this moment, man, um, Solomon Hill just tweeted it like after that game, he was just like 12 different. And that's real. Like he he speaks that into himself. His dad spoke it into him, and he is, he's different, dude. Like, never seen anybody like him before. I th- he's it. probably the only reason, uh, if you're a casual fan or just looking on League Pass, to stro- scroll over to the Grizzlies. For sure. Like, uh, we can talk, we're going to talk about Jaren's big game, of course, but Jaws producing the highlights. Like, that's, that's what people want to see, especially in a game where, like, I'm going to turn to the Hawks because I want to see Trey Young shooting 40 footers. Right. There, no, no other reason. But that's like, gives me something to go to on that uh to watch that game and i can confirm that aaron bain's wikipedia page was actually updated with his (laughs) his date of passing there we go there we go (laughs) someone got on that trigger real quick that was impressive they beat me (laughs) so is jaw the face of the franchise i would i think so i do too. i think that when people if you bring up the grizzlies to someone Mm -hmm. then that's who they think of Sure. Jaron is obviously a very he's a very good player you know we don't know what his ceiling is quite mm-hmm. yet but I think we know that Ja is for sure something special he is electric yeah now Jaron had you know it, it's awesome that this happened in the same week uh Jaron's big game so we can wrap up this Suns game Grizzlies won yeah, yeah. that was cool <laughs> and but then Saturday the Bucks came into town and brought Giannis with him, of course. He sat a prior game. And Saturday we sat Ja. No, no, sorry. That's on Friday. Yeah, that yeah, was on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, the Grizzlies sat Ja and BC. So the load was going to be on Jaron offensively if this game was to be close at all. Uh, ultimately, wasn't like super close. It was a 13-point game the Grizzlies lost, but... Jaron had a third quarter for the ages for the Grizzlies record books. I've ne- I you do not see someone go off like that very often. Right. He had 26 points, seven threes in the quarter. And let's see, that tied Mike Miller's record 
of mm-hmm. nine threes in a game, which Mike did twice. Jaron tied that. Uh, but that 26 points tied a record – or, sorry, beat a record uh, previously held by Troy Daniels from 16-17 when he scored 22 points. Right, right. It reminded me very much of, like, a Clay Thompson quarter. Yeah. Because, to me, Clay is one of those guys that – maybe even more than Steph can just catch fire lightning in a bottle and just light you up. Like you, that one quarter where, or that one game where he infamous, infamously never dribbled. Yeah. Like dribbled yeah. three times and had 30 points or whatever. Exactly. That's where Jaron was at. And most of his damage, obviously seven threes, mm-hmm. 26 points. Most of his damage was done from behind the three point line, which is part of the offensive scheme. And yeah, I mean, it, that was something to watch. Yeah, I remember like I was getting home and I hadn't, I think I got home around like the third quarter, which is where a lot of this went down. And I, I wasn't planning on really watching the game, I'm going to be honest. Uh, but I just turned out. You're going to be oh, honest? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Grizz are playing. Yeah, for sure. Let me throw this on the TV. And I think he had hit like two or three. And then I heard like, you know, Pete Pranica gets really excited. He gets really excited. And I just looked up. And I just saw Jaron jacking, and like it looked like he was. Of course, we know Jaron's form. Like it always. It's oh yeah, Tw- Twitter form. was trolling him. Twitter, House of Highlights, all that was trolling his form. We get it, but that but that hoe was going in though, and it just looked like he was throwing it in the ocean. He was throwing a rock in the ocean. Like you could just tell. Like, and I've never had a basketball moment. I don't know what that feels like to just be in the zone. Like, and he he was unconscious. Um, and, you know the guys were doing a good job of finding him. Um, uh, you know they were really. Uh, you can tell, like, I just love the camaraderie of this team, man. Like, they're just, you can just tell they're just, they seem to be a close-knit group um, who really, like, root for each other and egg each other on. And, of course, with Ja and BC uh, being off for load injury management, um, Jaron just took that shining moment, man. And he, that was a quarter for the ages for the Grizzlies. Like, dude was just unconscious. Uh, we talked a lot coming into the season of him, you know, stretching his shooting range, you know, shooting at least a minimum of however many threes we would like for him to shoot. And you just see like there is a strong possibility that Jaron could, despite the form. Yeah. I don't know. I'll threat from three. I mean, he shoots better than me and like the rest of the, like most of the world, like 95% of the world, but (laughs) it is kind of funky sometimes, man. It's like a push shot. Like he's, it's ugly as hell, but I was like, look, if you're going to make, Seven and a quarter, however me nine in the game, shit, fuck it, keep shooting at her. You know something that we don't, right? Clearly, so yeah, that was just a good moment, man. I, and I liked him to be able to have that moment too. You know, you know his sophomore year, uh, you know it was it was really his coming out party last year. This year we have John BC who was just taking the team by storm, and you know Jan was like, hold up, wait a minute, like don't forget about me, like you know I'm a part of this core too, I'm a part of this foundation. It started with me, <laughs> so you know Jaron to being able to have that moment, uh against the Bucks and Giannis, who are just on a tear uh, right now, I think, what, 18 straight or what have you, mm-hmm. um, was just a cool moment to see, albeit in a loss. But, I mean, that's hearsay uh, because that moment was just dope as hell. Absolutely. So, that being said, between Jaws Dunk and Jaron's outburst in that third quarter, which was a bigger deal? And you can kind of – you can put that however you want, like grade it mm-hmm. however you choose. But which do you think was a bigger deal? Oh, man, that's tough. But if I had to answer that, I'm going to go with Jaron. Um, it was this is tough, but I'm looking, I'm thinking big picture. So 
We know we knew eventually Ja was gonna yam on somebody. He's been trying to yam since oh yeah, like you know, he, twice he, a game. He got here. So, you know, even the, the the his teammates were yanking like, yo, you finally got one. So we know like Ja's athleticism, his fearlessness, like we knew somebody was gonna get got. It just ended up having to be Aaron Baines as the first mm-hmm. sacrifice. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more Ja posters throughout his Grizzly career. Whereas this Jaron moment. I think it was completely unexpected. Uh, I know he had the outburst in Brooklyn last year where he was just balling. Um, but this in particular, like seeing him from three, it was just a moment where it's like, wait, what? Like two, I was like, okay, three, all right. But then when he started heat checking, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, he's he's in the zone. Yeah, you like, could like look at his eye. You know, usually he's either up or, or down. Yeah, man, like, yeah. He's, he's showing, he's got a motion. He was stone cold killer in the yeah. face. Like, I've not seen that before. I was like, I'm kind of scared of him right now. Give him the ball. (laughs) Same. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why, for me, it gets my vote, just because I hadn't seen that moment from Jaron before. We all hadn't. And, you know, just to see him in the zone, see him ball out on a night where, like, his his fellow, like, young core members weren't able to take the floor, um, I just think that's something, you know. And granted, he was one away from the record, so he's now tied in the record books, and who knows? Like, he might be able to break it one of these days. It's very possible. So I'm actually going to take the flip side of that argument and say that Jaws moment was bigger. Okay. Because we mentioned it, or you asked me a few minutes ago, who's the face of the franchise? Is it Mm Jaws or Jaron? So I I would say it's Jaws at this point. Yeah. What, if you search social media, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, what did you see get called up more? The dunk. (laughs) The dunk. The dunk. So – to us, yeah, Jaron's outburst was super incredible. Mm-hmm. But, like, Luke, honestly, Luca, Harden, those guys have been doing that all season long. So, so many people, at, maybe outside of the Grizzlies fan base, just brush that aside. Like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Just another person doing that or random game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can see that night in and night out in Dallas or Houston. But this dunk was was something special, something electrifying that – could potentially bring a lot more eyes to Grizzlies basketball. Yeah, definitely. I knew Ja was the face when uh, the first iteration of the Vancouver apparel was released. And <laughs> I was going to buy some stuff. And all they had for adult male jerseys was the Jaron Jackson Jr. throwback. And literally all the comments <laughs> all on Twitter is just like, where the fuck is the John Morant Vancouver throwback? <laughs> like, I still don't think it's available. And so there were a lot of people like, well, shit, damn, I guess I got to get the Jaron one. The Jaron, yeah. <laughs> So they're probably going to hold off jaw for, like, the black maybe. And I personally was waiting on the black anyway. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to copying that John Morant black Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. But, yeah, everybody wanted Ja's jersey. Not Jaron. Uh, I definitely got a uh, China version of the black one already. <laughs> Hey, I can't, I can't hey, wait man. till next year, man. Nobody will know. I mean, nobody knows the fucking difference. You know, I'm I'm starting slow. I got I got the teal hoodie, you know, just for this Ooh, season. Then when fresh. the black rolls out, I get the black Morant. That's nice. Yeah, the teal looks real good. They're gonna wear that tomorrow against Miami too. Yes. Uh, yeah that that teal is really fresh. Every, yeah. Even my mom was talking about it. How much like, <laughs> she loved it. Hey, that you, that's <laughs> so that's legit. all the validation you need. That's it <laughs> so, right there. So I ran that poll on Twitter, and 57% of the people who voted on it said the jaw dunk on Baines was uh, a bigger deal. So I I didn't really clarify what's a bigger deal, Mm -hmm. kind of left that up to interpretation for uh, whoever was voting, and that's kind of how that went. There you go. I stand corrected. Hey, man, 
If more people would have voted, it could have changed. There's no close. right or wrong answer there. I was close. That that dunk was beautiful though. That was a fucking twelve different. Like I and said, we, we hadn't even talked. So the Grizzlies end up losing to the Bucks on Friday, and then Saturday play the Wizards. Yeah. Oh, before we move on, did you hear about Giannis and why he circled this game on his calendar? The Grizzlies game? Yeah. No. So I feel like it was Tell like me. super petty, but like so I was reading an article on the Athletic. And Giannis, of course, we saw him take over in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, yeah, I had this. Well, he's like Greek. I don't know his accent. But he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is Good this try. is just this is just Richard talking. Um, he was like, Yeah, so I had this game circled on my calendar. And like the reporter was going back, like, why, why is that? Why is the importance? And so it's because over the summer, like the FIBA Cup, Bruno Caboclo's Brazil squad beat Greece. And I think Bruno might have I don't even know if Bruno had a major hand in that, but apparently for something he rubbed Giannis the wrong way. And so literally if you if you were watching the game, you saw Giannis get a technical after dunking on him because he was just running back yeah. on the court, like just talking. And Bruno's like completely not paying any attention to him. No. <laughs> like like none whatsoever. And like I just think it's like, okay, so you're the the reigning MVP, the top, probably the top, at least top two player in the league. Bruno Caboclo is the last like He's probably honored that you're mentioning him right now. He's yeah, like a right? fringe rotation player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, Giannis, you you have much bigger fish to fry, bro. You, but yeah, you got to be better than that. Yeah, you're 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 much better than that, bro. But <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, we're flex. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. I was wondering what the background was there. Yep, all it's through like, FIBA. Why would you chirp at Bruno? Like, right? Like, come we, on, bro. <laughs> we love him here, but like. Right, nobody knows him. Like, who cares? You just look like a bully. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It, yeah, that's goofy. Um, a couple other notes. Uh, we talked about Jaw in the fourth quarter. So this week he played in three of the games. In those games, he averaged averaged ten points in the fourth quarter for those games. Um, and it's not like he's taking a whole bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. Very efficient. Sixty four percent from the field in those games. Wow. So he really is balling out in fourth quarters for the season. He's averaging 8.5 points in fourth quarter. And that is behind only Harden and Giannis wow. in fourth quarter scoring. Yep. That's big. And that's on 50% shooting. So still a pretty good rate. And then the rest of the guys right behind him are like Kawhi, Dame. So, all stars. He's, he's in good company. All NBA <laughs> players is like yeah. that's a. I think that's a very critical stat that we can point to. Uh, it's been it's been talked about a lot, but I don't think that wow. it should go unnoticed. Fuck, we lucked up, dude. Dude, so many times I'm like, how <laughs> that guy's on our team? Yeah, we lucked the fuck. That doesn't up, even man. make sense <laughs> at all. Oh shit, I'm enjoy the ride. Mm-mm. Uh, talking Dylan a little bit earlier, you mentioned that. If he scores 20 points, then we win. Uh, I don't know exactly how many games that is, but we've won all the games where he scored uh, 20 or more. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate him stopping at 19 for the Bucks game. That right. was a heads-up <laughs> right. play. He had like 17 in the first half, yeah. one, one bucket in the second half. So that was very heads-up play by Dylan, not to ruin his, uh, his streak there. For sure. But there's another part of it that – He's averaging in the wins, so he's played in 26 games, not 9 and 17 the Grizzlies are mm-hmm. in that stretch. 
he's averaging 1.44 points per field goal attempt, which is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And averaging 22, almost 23 points per game in those wins. In losses, he's averaging 0.88 points per field goal attempt and only 10 points per game. So there is a, definitely some correlation there between when the Grizzlies win is when, when Dylan plays well. Not saying it's the only factor, obviously, but right. there is something there. Uh, a lot of that, I'm sure, has to do with he's actually taking good shots because there's good Dylan and there's bad Dylan. Yeah, There's, I'm going to try to be Mike Conley with this floater Dylan on two people or like, I'm just going to catch and shoot this three that I hit at a 50% clip, Dylan. Yeah. Big facts. Big facts. There's like no in-between. No. At all. <laughs> There's no in-between. It's like some days Dylan looks like, you know, that that two-guard foundational piece for the future, you know? Um, I know his he's got contract negotiation stuff coming up. You know, he looks like somebody that like, mm, the Grizzlies might want to keep. Then it's the other days, man, I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what, what are you doing? But it's like, who is the real Dylan? Like, which which right. one is the real Dylan? Like, that's it's been what this is the third year. Uh, I still don't know. I still can't answer that question, which is very interesting. Yeah, he's trended in the right direction. My my opinion right now of him is that if he's doing the things that he's in the right situation to be doing with catching mm-hmm. and shooting, not being a primary ball handler, then he's a good player. Yeah, he's gotten. His defense hasn't been as good this year as uh, maybe even his rookie season, I don't think. But, you know, he's still coming back from injury, mm-hmm. uh, and he's had some tough assignments. So I think there's some some work that can be done there. But overall, like, I mean, he started off like doo-doo, but the first five games. But since then, he's been a pretty fun player to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because when Dylan, when Dylan gets hot, Dylan's hot too. Yeah. Like, he's one of those players where it's like, he he gets in the zone. He's a very confident player, you know. Always, no matter Always if he's hot or not, unwavering. <laughs> whether he's hot or not, and like at the end of the day, you can't teach that. Like that's just something you have in you, or you don't. And when he's on, and he's feeling good, you know, that that shot looks nice. You know, that shot is going in and going well. And you know, I'm just happy that there is somebody from the two that can generate that offense. I mean, I'm also happy that DeAnthony Melton's a part of the rotation now. Thank God. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just happy that yeah. somebody tell, can tell shoot. me more about Melton. Oh, DeAnthony, <laughs> my guy. Oh, so he's born and raised in Los Angeles. Okay, I'm going to start with the Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, just talk about, you know, we always hear the old adage, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Um, and I think that can be attributed to DeAnthony for sure. Uh, when Ja was out uh, with the back spasms, what have you, um, DeAnthony was, of course, thrust into the lineup, and he seemingly seized the opportunity. Um, to where it even looks like now, even with the return of Ja, DeAnthony is still receiving minutes, um, you know, solid minutes in the backcourt. Um, he's just, he just seemingly to me, like kind of looks like a Swiss army knife. Like he can play defense. He can, it looks like the Greers are using him as a one. I don't know how much experience he has with the one, um, but he can bring the ball up. Um, he can, he can slash. Um, the outside shot is still, you know, a work in progress. But yeah, one thing I think you can't, uh, ever a question with him is the heart like he's out there hustling he's out there Mm. grinding um and any anytime you can take some minutes away from marco guterich i'm happy man so shout out to (laughs) d'anthony melton for sure yeah marco 
Yeah, I don't, it's no, just not pretty, bro. Yeah, it's not, it's not working, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's Melton's working. really impressed me on the defensive side for sure. Facts. Uh, his wingspan, he looks like a mini Bruno out there, kind of. His arms like, are long uh, as front shit. Front court Bruno, yeah. Yes, like it's ridiculous. Like yesterday, he had a was it was Saturday in the Wizards game. Uh, fuck, damn, I'm getting yesterday was Saturday. Uh, yesterday in the Wizards game, he like had a dunk, but it was just strictly straight from the vert. Like literally, he caught it in the paint, like just straight vert jump dunk and i'm just like damn like one your wing your arms are long as hell but two clearly you can just like palm the ball like and just jump one hand dunk like mm-hmm. your hands are big as shit too like so he's an intriguing prospect man and uh definitely excited to finally get to see him on the court since we were told over the summer that he was who the grizzlies were you know targeting in that phoenix deal uh with javon carter so definitely uh excited to see him as a part of the rotation um and see what comes of it yeah, he was asked to do a little bit too much in that Milwaukee game. Uh, with, oh, yeah. With Ja being out. Yeah. But that's that's not his role. That's not what he's going to have to do long term. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't take too much stock in, in anything that happened there. Uh, a couple other tidbits. So I found on Twitter, uh, at Grizzly Real- Re- Reality, sorry, uh, this man did some searching on basketball reference and per b-ball ref, Brandon Clark is the only NBA player who's recorded at least 20 games in a season to put up 60, 50, 80 shooting splits. Meaning 60% from the field, 50% from three, 80% from the free throw line in at least 20 games a season. Of course, we still have a long way to go in the season, being a little bit over a quarter through it, but... I mean, we all know that BC shoots the shots that he can make. Yeah. But that's a, I thought that was a really fascinating note. Yeah. He's, he's cold, man. Like he, he just never looks out of place on the court. Like he always looks like he's playing the game within the game. Like Mm -hmm. he's doing his thing. He knows what his strengths are. Like, I feel like, you know, the floaters are one of the toughest shots to me in basketball. And he just makes the floater look like, (laughs) <laughs> like butter like he just throws it up you know he's catching the lobs and like I think we came in like hearing about him as an athlete um but I think what I've seen is just like his his basketball repertoire is just vast like he's becoming a more confident three-point shooter the stroke looks pretty good um he's only gonna grow as a defender um because I was you know thinking like is he a tweener like what is his actual role mm-hmm. but you know He's just an intriguing prospect, man. That you know, shout out to the Grizzly Scouting Department for you know swooping in and grabbing him at 21. Uh, but I was seeing some talk on Twitter like earlier, like definitely. And I think Taylor Jenkins even said it yesterday post game. If they were doing a redraft today, uh-huh. uh, did. Uh, Brandon Brandon Clark is top 10, no doubt. I would have to, yeah, definitely agree with that. I think that he's probably going to be in the race for the first team All Rookie. Oh yeah, like I, I think that there's a. <laughs> Definite chance that he and Ja could both be on there. Yeah, definitely, because there were some stinkers in this class, like who haven't <laughs> done like much of anything. So, Grizz God says great points on Clark. We appreciate that at Grizz God. Most uh, definitely. For those of you who don't know, we're also streaming this live on Periscope on Twitter uh, from the underscore Barnburner. So if you want to interact with us, I'm not on that close <laughs> camera sucks. angle I just pulled. Oh. Up. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to interact with us, uh, hop on here, ask us some questions, uh, whatever you want. Uh, also, uh, Zach Harper from The Athletic. So we've been talking about 
uh, throughout the year how Jay Crowder is Mr. Let It Fly. He don't oh, yeah. care. So <laughs> <At> the, <all. laughs> some some uh, sobering news there. The Grizzlies forward, he said, this is quote from Zach Harper of The Athletic, the Grizzlies forward cannot knock down a three-point in shot and transition to save the offense right now. On the season, Crowder is 7 of 29 on three-point attempts in transition. It's Ooh. 24%. He's terrible when leading the break, scoring just two points on 12 possessions as the guy leading the break, and he turned the ball over seven times on those 12 possessions. Damn. So he scored 70 points per 100 possessions uh, in transition, to sum it up. So that part's not great. It's not. He's the vet, though. He's the vet, so nobody's going to check him. uh, Nobody can say anything. He's the vet. Not a chance. He gets that rebound. He's like, "Eh, I'm just taking this. Or he's like, the guard may be a little bit too far up court, and he's coming back for the ball, coming back for that rebound from Yona saying, hey, hit me up with this. Yeah, he's he's the vet. I'm trying to get traded out of here, man. I'm trying trying to be here all day. Hey, shout out to Solo, too, man. 4-4 from three-point range last Uh night. Solo, solo, trying to go somewhere too. He's trying man. to get out of here too. <laughs> He's trying to get out of here. Solo all these folks here. trying to leave. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. Me neither. Not at all. By all means, eat. And then, I think that pretty much sums up all my tidbits that I got for the week. Anything else you want to add? Uh, let's see who we got tomorrow. Miami, right? Yeah. Good question. Oh, I hope the I hope the Heat wear their vice jerseys. That would be a pretty ass game. Oh yeah, they wore um, they did wear them. The they wore other them night. Friday they, versus the Lakers. Their court's pretty cool. They're my, oh, yeah. their vice court. I, oh I, yeah, for I, sure. I could dig that. Oh, yeah. uh, play Heat at home Monday, then on the road Wednesday against the Thunder. Okay. Friday in Cleveland. Saturday the Kings at home, and then the twenty third the Spurs at home. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like a. I mean, Grizz could definitely win a couple of those games. Yeah, OKC, got, Cleveland, Sacramento, San Antonio now. And I think yeah. they got the Thunder again right after the Spurs. Yeah, so really, I mean, if that's your thing, the Grizzlies winning the games, you hadn't decided on tanking or anything, then uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to convey this to watch. year, man. I'm trying to convey this year, man. Oh, you don't? You're not trying to add uh, Anthony Edwards? Only so. There was some chatter on Twitter earlier today. Uh, about the whole Wiseman, Edwards, LaMelo ball, uh, mm-hmm. you know, debate or what have you. Uh, and somebody pointed out like, well, I don't really think this is a deep draft class and we already have Jaron and BC. And so somebody was like, so do you not take James Wiseman just because you have Jaron and BC? Um, and, you know, there was some chatter around that. I don't really know the answer to that question. Um, definitely looking forward, you know, free James Wiseman. You know, January 12th can't come soon enough. Oh, Shout out man. to Penny, though, and the job they've done without him. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we, if we could get Anthony Edwards, but I just think the way, when you look at the bottom of the league, like the bottom, the Grizzlies are better than a lot of these teams just talent wise. Oh yeah. The, the bottom, bottom like, is the real bottom, bad. bottom. Like you talking Cleveland, all that they're terrible. Cleveland, and so the Grizzlies are going to win some games, New York. Exactly. And so Anthony Edwards would be amazing <laughs> at the two. Like I would, if we had Anthony Edwards, of course. Uh, yeah. I don't really think Lamelo would fit because I think he's a ball dominant guard. We have Jaw, so that we don't need that. Um, I don't know, but if we could convey this year, man, and like get like a, a Jalen Green, whoo! The problem is we have to be really bad 
we have to be year, really then. bad next year because the yeah the protections yeah i don't know it's man a, it's a tough debate yeah we, we definitely got some draft talk coming up uh got i got thoughts on that we don't have to get there tonight for sure uh grizz god chimed in again and said that jay crowder's favorite restaurant has to be mike's miller spot <laughs> Let it fly, Referencing baby. Let it fly. Let it fly. I would have to agree with that. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a, hey, Grizz God's wise man. He probably actually is a part owner. Probably. Or got probably. stock, or I don't I don't know exactly how he's doing his probably. ownership he's there. But some time out there in Germantown in that shopping strip. Yeah. Shout out Mike Miller, man. Uh, we appreciate everyone uh, interacting with us on Periscope. Uh, follow the underscore barn burner. Uh, put us on alert. Next time we uh, record live, you can interact with us. Uh, subscribe to the Barn Burner Podcast Network for this show and other shows. And go Grizz. We'll see you next time. Peace.